Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We are in Romans chapter 11 this week. This is day three of our look at that chapter, verses 16 to 21. We're going to be looking at Paul is walking us through the fact that God always has a plan and that for those who will listen to him, that plan of how he works in history can often be seen. You can't figure out all the details, but you can see the broad sweep of God's hand at work in human history, how he works. You can know the ways of God. We looked yesterday at the fact that the loss of the Jewish people has become the Gentiles' gain, and the Gentiles' gain will result in a sense of loss in the Jewish people, and that sense of loss will become the gain of the Jewish people, and then their gain will become the gain of all people. Now, Paul wants us to get this. And so the Holy Spirit inspires him with two pictures that help us to understand what he's talking about in the way that God's at work in human history. He gives us the picture of dough, bread dough, and the picture of an olive tree and how it grows. Verses 16 to 18 say this. If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not boast over those branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. Dough and olive tree. First, he says the dough. The first part of the dough is an indication of what the whole lump of dough is like. The first is an indication of the whole. It's an indication of the end. Abraham's faith was the beginning of the Jewish people, the Jewish nation. And his faith blessed all of that race and all of mankind. And then he also gives the picture of a root and a tree. And he says, if a root is holy, is good, so are the branches. It'll bear good fruit. Now, to understand God's work in history, you have to understand that he started with a chosen people, the Jewish people. That's the root. That's the beginning of the dough. And Paul here says that the dough is good. The root is holy. Some of the branches, he said, yes, they've been broken off. But because the root is good, Paul says, I can see how God's at work in human history. I know because the root is good, because the first fruits of the dough is good, that God still has a plan. He is still at work with my people, the Jewish people. The good root is an indication of God's future plan. Now, if you are not Jewish, he says here that you were grafted in and that you benefit from the good root also. In fact, he says an olive tree against nature, against how you would usually do it. Usually, you would take a good branch and you would graft it into a wild tree, and that's how you get good olives. You never graft a wild branch into a good tree, but Paul says that's how God did it. There's an interesting picture here. William Ramsey says, it is customary to invigorate an olive tree which is ceasing to bear fruit by grafting it with the shoot of a wild olive so that the sap of the tree ennobles this wild shoot and the tree now begins again to bear fruit. Interesting picture of God's work in human history. In fact, this whole idea of a tree, if you really want to do a fascinating study in Scripture sometime, look at the difference between the breaking off of a branch, the grafting in of a branch, the pruning of a branch, and the bearing of fruit in a branch. I don't have time to talk about that here. It is a long, lengthy study, but it will bear great spiritual fruit in your life. Paul talks here about dough. He talks about olive trees. And there's a truth. There is a point behind these pictures. The point is, we must not become prideful. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to pride. 
He said, they became prideful, and as a nation, they lost faith. Well, I can too. You can too. We can too. Now, remember, as we walk through this chapter, he's talking about nations here, not individuals. He's not saying you'll be cut off and lose your salvation. He's saying as a whole, the Gentiles will turn away from God if they allow spiritual pride to creep in. Watch out for pride, both spiritually. Hey, I'm a Christian, so everybody in my family will be a Christian. And also nationally, as an American, I'm sure that we are a Christian nation. That's a danger for all of us. Also watch out for pride as a church. We happen to be in a big church. And it's easy to take pride in that and think somehow that that guarantees some spiritual significance or spiritual relationship with God. Paul says, watch out. Watch out for pride. In fact, he gives us some ways to remind us to not be prideful, to help us not become spiritually prideful. He says, remember this. The root supports you. Verse 18 Do not boast over those branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root. The root supports you. Root supports you, not the other way around. And Paul is saying, I am grateful for the fact that all of this springs from one common source, our faith in God's love for his people. As we talk about this root, God's love for his people, and look to the past, it's also a reminder to me to be grateful for those who've gone before. Spiritually, if it were not for the Jews, you would not know Christ. So thank God for a people who helped you to understand that there would one day be a Messiah. Nationally, don't forget your spiritual roots. There are those who have gone before us in our nation who made sacrifices for their faith and allowed us the opportunity to worship God freely. As a church, don't forget to thank God for our roots, for those who first had faith and began this church, and even for other churches, smaller churches that fought for every inch of their growth. We would not be here without their faith. The root supports you, not the other way around. And once you stop remembering that, then the next step is pride, and it's not very far away. Paul says, here's another fact, another truth that'll help you to not be prideful. Remember, they were broken off for their unbelief. Verses 19 to 21, he says, you will say then branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. That's a prideful statement. Granted, he said, but they were broken off because of their unbelief and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. If it happened to God's chosen people, the Jewish people, it could easily happen to the Gentiles. This is not a matter of being on the in crowd or the out crowd. It's a matter of the trust crowd, those who have decided to trust him. One more reminder. It's very important to remember as we walk through this chapter that he is not talking about individuals. He is talking about nations and groups of people here. He's not saying that you can lose your salvation, that you will be cut off any more than he's saying that someone who is Jewish could not be saved because the Jews had been cut off. He's not talking about individuals. He's talking about these groups of people. And he says, the point is, be afraid. Be afraid. The point is not be afraid of losing your personal salvation. The point is this, be afraid of thinking that you're a Christian just because you were born in America. Be afraid of assuming faith instead of choosing faith. Be afraid of the danger of pride. Do not be arrogant. As we pray, let's talk to God about our pride. And in prayer, just for a moment, say to God, God, I admit it. I'm I'm prideful. I admit it. 
even as I pray with you. I am prideful. And my pride gets in the way of my relationship with God. I become stubborn. I focus on my selfishness. God, I admit that I can be prideful about things. I can be prideful about relationships. And as scary as it is to admit this, I can also be prideful even about my relationship with you. God, keep me from that kind of pride. Help me to remember that it all started with you. You're the root. And it all comes from you. You're the strength. And remind me of the fact that I don't have faith in you because I have some special privilege because of where I live or where I was born or what family I grew up in. I have the privilege of having faith in you, Jesus, because you died for me, because you were resurrected for every one of us. God, help me to see pride as it begins to invade even at the corners of my life. And because of my faith in you, I pray that I would see myself in a new way. Instead of pridefully, help me to see myself as one who is loved by you and as one who is grateful for that love. I am grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to continue our look at what Paul has to say about God's work and nations as we look at verses 22 to 32. 